0: Welcome to Explore the Space. We're digging into healthcare issues that matter most. Our guests and conversations mine these issues for perspective and answers. There is a gulf between healthcare and our communities. This is the place to talk about it. Now here's your host, Dr. Mark Shapiro.
1: Welcome back to Explore the Space podcast and welcome to another episode of Med Lasso a show dedicated to looking at why the wonderful TV show Ted Lasso is just resonating so deeply with physicians, nurses, and healthcare workers all around the world. Before we get to our conversation, a thank you first to Lori Bedke and Creighton University for sponsoring this episode. Creighton University believes in equipping physicians for success in the exam room, the operating room, and the boardroom. If you want to increase your business acumen and deepen your leadership knowledge and earn your seat at the table, Creighton's healthcare executive education is for you. Specifically tailored to busy physicians, our hybrid programs blend the richness of on-campus residencies with the flexibility of online learning. Earn a Creighton University Executive MBA degree in 18 months or complete the non-degree Executive Fellowship in six months. Visit www.creighton.edu backslash C-H-E-E to learn more. My guest in this episode of MedLasso once again the redoubtable Dr. Syed Tabatabai is back to join me to help steer us through this discussion around episode seven of Ted Lasso, which is a monster episode. It's, it's heavy, it's dark, it's unsettling, it's brilliant as always, and we are joined by a wonderful guest for this conversation, Dr. Angela Wyand is here to break this down along with us. Dr. Wyand is a pediatric hematologist and oncologist. She is also a native of Kansas City, which is a wonderful piece of connective tissue with the Ted Lasso universe, and getting into all of this with her was just so much fun. You're going to absolutely love hearing what she has to say. After you listen to this episode, be sure to come and join us on Twitter. The hashtag MedLasso conversations and just sort of universe that's growing there is so much fun, so definitely come join us at hashtag MedLasso. You can find me on Twitter at ets show. You can email me anytime, mark at explorethespaceshow.com. You can find the entire Med Lasso Archive. This is the sixth one that we've done, and you can find the entire Explore the Space Archive at www.explorethespaceshow.com. And wherever you listen to your podcasts, please do leave us that five-star rating and a review. Please share with your friends. All of those things really help us out. So here we go in the words of Ted Lasso himself, onward, forward. Med Lasso Episode 6 with Syed Tabadabai and Angela Wyand. Let's do it. Syed, we experienced a very heavy episode seven of ted lasso so now we're back for a med lasso episode and i'm glad you're here i feel like we're like limping along kind of holding each other up as we move through this bruising part of the show so welcome back
2: yeah it's good to be here this is definitely an episode i want to talk about afterwards so this is this is going to be good
1: absolutely and we are joined by a light Of Twitter, one of the voices of our med Twitter community that I think everyone would agree brings a sense of good cheer, of aspiration for sweet desserts. (laughs) 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 Angela Wyand is here. Angela, thanks so much for coming on.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: We got to talk about cake. The last episode, I brought out shortbread biscuits. Shika Jane was the guest. Sayed and Shika were not happy with me. <laughs> it, <laughs> that's was the, it was an all-time photo. It was the hashtag Biscuit Flex. Are you eating cake when you are watching Med Lasso? Or uh, <laughs> oh. that's awesome. I'm keeping <laughs> that in. That's staying in. Are you watching cake when you're Watching Ted Lasso.
0: I am probably eating cake when I'm watching Ted Lasso and when I'm listening to Med Lasso. <laughs> oh, there, yes. is, there is like. Always cake. Always, always, always cake.
2: Can that be our tagline? Always cake? There, yeah. For this episode, hashtag yeah. always cake, for yeah, sure.
0: Yeah, Can we
1: talk about cake choices? Because there'll be a new episode coming up. None of us are going to know what to expect. Help us prioritize our confection selection. That was a terrible rhyme, and I apologize.
0: <laughs> I actually kind of like that, confection selection. Um, so I'm a huge fan of Nigella Lawson. She has this Guinness cake with cream cheese frosting, which is incredible. Um, I'm also a huge fan of Funfetti cake, because who doesn't like like Funfetti? I mean, that's just fun and cake, and cake sure. is always fun, so okay. why wouldn't yeah. you go with that? Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm really an equal opportunity cake eater. I really okay. haven't met a lot of cakes that I wasn't a fan of. Do and you guys have favorite ro- cake?
1: Well, well, what's the role of ice cream? Where, do, where does ice cream fit into this universe?
0: You know, I'm a huge ice cream fan, but not really together. Like, I don't love the cake and ice cream combo. I kind of, I, I, I love ice cream. I love cake, but, it, but not frequently do they go together in my world.
2: <laughs> the show is getting dark. Right, already, we're going to a dark place.
1: Already. Wow. Just,
0: just uh, wait till you hear my views on tea. Just wait. Uh, just wait.
1: Oh no! I, I wish I had a screenshot of science face when you said the ice cream and cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Well. You didn't
0: realize I was so controversial.
1: This is, I I mean, we're going to have to have a parental warning. This is serious. (laughs) Syed, (laughs) hearing (laughs) that, I'm still confident that we've made the right choice and guess. I think bringing a sense of levity to to the proceedings is important. Angela, you're caught up on the show. You've joined us on Twitter with our hashtag MedLasso community. Just sort of, I always like to ask. You know, my wonderful guest experts. What is your sort of strategic view of where we are? We're a little past halfway and clearly something has changed. Where are we in this show right now?
0: Oh my gosh. I wish I knew. I mean, I feel like I knew what to expect from episodes as they were going. And then this episode came and the whole most of the episode I was like a bit uncomfortable in a lot of different times. I was, you know, that's that scene where he's goes into the office for the first time with the psychologist and is just moving all around. I was like, this is just like very uncomfortable to watch how uncomfortable he is um and i feel like there were a lot of storylines i mean with nate that was just super uncomfortable seeing you know the the one who had been bullied to become the bully was was sad for me i don't know it was it, it was a dark episode definitely a much different feel than than prior episodes
1: say i as as i am wont to do i texted you afterwards acknowledging that this was a heavy one I have received from a number of people text messages and also on Twitter, the word heavy. Where, where does this idea of like weight and a TV show that is ostensibly like for entertainment? It's a weird collision.
2: It really is. I think that's part of the magic of Ted Lasso is that if it was just all airy and light all the time and it was people going from point A to point B and overcoming adversity in a linear path every time and scoring the winning goal so to speak like the last episode left us at um it it would be a different show i think it would still be a good show but it wouldn't have the kind of resonance that it does i mean ted lasso is operating on multiple layers at all times and i think that's why there are always these magical kind of aha moments as as different parts resonate for us you know for me i had just um written that thread on cycles you know about cycles and seeing the world through the 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 idea of orbits. And to me that's maybe because I'm in that headspace right now, the episode headspace. The I noticed that to me this felt like it was an episode about cycles. It was about breaking cycles, descending further into cycles, being caught in cycles and being at the mercy of cycles or or trying to break out of them. And so yeah, it was it was definitely heavy.
1: I am missing the sports aspect and that you mentioned it. it it's, I've been thinking about it. I I miss the soccer. I miss seeing the competition on the field. It's like the palate cleanser when these characters are going through these wild journeys. For you, Angela, how much does sports play just sort of in your kind of entertainment life in your, you know, your enjoyment of sports in general? And then for a show like this, where does sports kind of fit in?
0: I mean, I feel like sports provides you with this great vehicle for like drama and victory and teams. And I feel like like there's so many good sports movies, right? I mean, from like things you watch when you're young, like the Mighty Ducks or like A League of Their Own. How great is A League of Their Own? I mean, that's one of the best movies ever. I I hadn't really thought about it until you just said it just now, but I feel like that was a huge missing piece of this episode. Like there wasn't, right? Was there any real like soccer? I I mean, I'm trying There was the
1: only exchange on the field where Coach Kent got mad at jamie tart because the play wasn't set up right but then he ended up having the epiphany about his relationship with keely that was like the only soccer that we got and i was like talk more soccer strategy like do this like (laughs) run it like do the drill again like come on we need we need the break
0: yeah yeah exactly i feel like it was like i appreciate the switch with having it be a little heavier and having like obviously these characters go through you know deeper Character development and turmoil and whatnot. But I feel like it all came a lot in one episode, and that it could have been like a little broken up a little bit more, like you said.
1: Yeah. One of the things that comes up for me a lot at work and, you know, I, I like to talk about this and people kind of ask, like, how do you do a job as a physician and how do you do a job as a hospital? Things. And the idea of taking breaks is really important. Like I was terrible at it as a resident and for years as an attending, like I didn't eat breakfast. I didn't stop for breaks. It was relentless and it was a maladaptive strategy. So now taking breaks is super important. But when you have an episode like this one where there weren't the those like opportunities for respite and I'm watching with my wife and we're both just like dilated pupils and reeling the whole time. It, it just I don't know. It just sat with me. Sayed, Did you like how long did it take for you to kind of bounce back after episode seven?
2: Yeah, you know, I'll be honest. It made me a little uncomfortable and I'm not sure that I liked it right off the bat. You, you know, when I texted you. I was like, I don't know if I'm a big fan of this episode because I was like, man, now I got to do some work. I've got to sit with this and think about, (laughs) you know, uh, I think one of the things you're talking about, too, is the difference between binging Ted Lasso and the weekly experience we're getting. You know, if I were binging the show, this episode would make me uncomfortable. But between the last one, I would immediately be like, all right, next, you know, and sort of let's get through some of this discomfort. But Mm -hmm. waiting a week in between episodes uh but you know, the more I, I think about it, the more I kind of like this episode because at first I didn't kind of see what it was accomplishing, but now it's, it's sort of settled into a higher level of esteem for me.
0: Did you guys catch that when you were talking about like the cycles, did you guys catch the kind of like groundhogs day reference?
1: Yes. N- yes. No, I did not expand, please.
0: So in the beginning they start with um, Roy and Keeley like waking up and it, they're playing sunny and share. I got you, babe, which is like,
1: Oh my God, that's the,
0: and, and so like when you were saying like the cycles and getting out of like what, you know, these cycles that we get into or whatnot. Um, but I totally agree with Syed where it's like, I feel like like on some of your prior episodes, you talk like, would you like to have like a session with that psychologist? And I kind of felt like this episode was like that discomfort of like, Oh, like this is something I need to be okay with. And I need to be able to like process my feelings or think about, you know, things on this like different level, but it's like really, really uncomfortable to get to that spot.
1: They, they tackled some, first of all, that's a brilliant catch. And thank you for sharing it. Cause I missed it. And that's awesome. Cause I've seen groundhog day, like <laughs> just, however many times. Um, and you know, like Ned Ryerson feels like he's part of the family some of the time, you know, cause we all sort of know Ned Ryerson. <laughs> I think the Thing for me though that I keep coming back to with this episode, and it actually crystallized for me today on Twitter because we got a ping from a fan of the show of uh, Ted Lasso and also Med Lasso, who is a pediatric hematologist. That uh, which was great, and it was super fun because I was like, "Oh, this is going to be really interesting." But so, Doctor Nicole Cusine, who is at Peds Heme Onc. Sorry, at P's Heem Doc on Twitter. She said, question for my last friend of mine. Get out, really?
0: I'm pediatric too. I don't think people realize that, but I'm pediatric. Yes. I
1: yes. thought you were a dog. I know oh, Nicole no, no. from
0: meetings. And then we've like reconnected on Twitter because I haven't seen her in two years. it has been amazing. And she was one, I think, one of the first people who made the biscuits.
1: No, she was totally. Yep, yep. 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 So here's what she put out there for us. Question for hashtag med lasso. Is it possible to make it through an episode without crying? If you've mastered that skill, what is your secret? And I realized like, I don't necessarily cry with every episode, but there's an, an emotional whipsaw where there are times where i have to pause it because I'm laughing so hard or my wife is laughing so hard. And then there's parts where you're just kind of reeling. And, uh, I don't like platitudes and I'm not trying to sound like saccharine when I say this, it reflects what a day of work looks like right now in a really, really powerful way. That whipsawing effect is so tiring and it's so spontaneous and it's so rigorous and it's also so extreme. I mean, I, I last week something happened that I just happened to walk past and see at work and I just had to go find a private space to cry. Um it hasn't happened in a while at work, but And then there's also like things that are absolutely hilarious. Someone says something great or, you know, somebody on the phone says something hilarious. That whipsaw is wild. And that question from Nicole really helped me to understand, I think better than I have even to date, why Ted Lasso fits so nicely with what we're doing. Angela, am I making this up on the fly or does that make sense?
0: No, 100%. I feel like it's like in a way that other shows aren't like you connect so much with the characters and so like i remember with this episode like when they started kind of hinting at like oh there's trouble in paradise with roy and Keeley. i was like no no like i I can't handle that like they can't break up this is like this is not like this is my happy spot right now and 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 that just that that can't happen right because like you can just imagine roy going off the deep end and like you know being just like a complete mess. I was like, this, I'm not ready for that. But it's like, these are characters on a show. You don't know them. This is not a real relationship. But I'm sitting there thinking like, please don't, please like, just, you know, like wrap it up, people, like make this okay, whatever it is. And like with Nate at the end, I mean, they left it so, so heavy. I was like, no. I mean, I think like Syed said, the first whole season I watched in rapid succession of like, you know, four or five episodes a night until we finished the season. And then- with this, I'm like, you can't leave me with this, like him saying horrible things to this kid who has his old job. It was just like, yeah, it really hits you. I think deep, deeper than it should for a TV show.
1: Syed, are we sensitized? Do you think because of what we do every day, because each day in the hospital, in the office, more so than ever now has that whipsawing effect? Are we more sensitized to it? And then either more drawn in or repelled by what's happening with these characters that we are, I mean, we're all becoming attached to them for sure.
2: Right. I think so. I I think we're sensitized. And I think the show, you know, after a season with these characters and this incredible writing of the show, we we genuinely care about them. Like Angela was saying, you know, that we know they're just characters, right. But once you're that invested in these people and you're seeing them as real three-dimensional people and their joys and triumphs and, and their hardships and everything, it becomes, um, you know that that whipsaw you talked about is real, um, because the emotions are real. And the you know, and and I think you're you're right on the money. I think we're sensitized, and even those of us who aren't sensitized, in some ways, I feel numb is a, is a ma- major emotion right now. It, it wakes you up out of that, and it sort of awakens that sensitivity again, and you find yourself caring, you know, in ways that might have been getting a little bit quieted down.
1: I'm getting uncomfortable (laughs) We're Mm -hmm. steering into ground. That's like, this is totally what I've been experiencing. I've been talking with my wife about it. Like, I feel like I've been hardened over the last couple of years and whether it's Ted Lasso or not, or whether it's my friends or my family or whatever the case that I am feeling some of the stuff a bit more that all being said, the journey i think is worth it and one of the things that they do so brilliantly is they they keep the momentum going through the week they keep the voltage high especially on twitter where we as i've said i spend too much time they're good to go the actors like engage with you and they they have twitter feeds for the characters that reply like as the character but then the actors reply and you can like say something to them like that was super cool i think i said something to uh, i don't remember which one it was but you know said something to the actor who plays Sam and the actor who plays Dr. Doctor Dr. Sharon Fieldstone, and they'll reply like, thank you, that's really, that, it just kind of like keeps that sense of connection really high. Have you seen that, Angela?
0: I have, I have. I feel like the first time I saw it was maybe like the actor who plays Roy just like liked one of your tweets or something. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa wait, what? Like, this is I, amazing. And I feel like it makes it feel like, I feel like the word of mouth thing, right? Where like most people I know who watched it, like somebody told them and I feel like it's the kind of show that's so good that you don't, like, pause before you recommend it, you know, there's certain shows where you're like, who am I talking to? Like, I'm not sure if they would like that. But like, anybody I talk to, I'm like, Oh, you have to see the Ted Lasso. It's amazing. Like, there's no hesitation with recommending it to anyone. But I feel like that word of mouth thing makes it feel like it's like, kind of like a secret. And some do you know, what I mean, it's like, Oh, we're like, it's, it's like little tiny niche that like other people aren't really involved in. And then you have like the actors responding to you. And you're like, Oh, it really is like this small thing when really, Like they won, you know, or at least were nominated for all these Emmys and it's not really that small of a thing, but it feels that way, which is nice.
1: It's delightful. You've just given me another question to add to the in the locker room experience and I had to write it down quickly. So it'll, it'll be premiering here in just a couple of minutes. But before we do that, Syed, acknowledging that, you know, the amount of time we spend on Twitter is plus minus too high or way too high. (laughs) do Do you feel like you're kind of drawn to the like hashtag? Are you drawn to coming back on to see what's happening with the interchange and the discourse.
2: Definitely. I I think uh, you (laughs) had totally, Totally. you know, they they've created a sense of community around the show and invested in it. And uh, it's really great to follow along and see what's going on. And there's definitely a a, a kind of weird otherworldly sense of, uh, I, I don't know what the right, I can't describe it, but when one of them likes or interacts with you, it suddenly feels, you know,
1: you're like, wow, it's so cool. Yeah,
2: it's it's really cool.
1: And it's not like the I don't feel like it's of that sort of fanboy effect of like, oh, I just want to meet this person and be friends. It's just that sort of acknowledgement on a human level. Like they kind of see that we're liking them and we see that they're I don't know. I, I, it's ethereal and it's totally silly, but yet it's meaningful. And when I see them, it's totally cool.
0: I did have a thought when um, Nate, you know, is obviously obsessed with like, you know, what people are saying with him on Twitter or whatever. And there's like all this positive stuff. And then he sees the one negative thing. I'm thinking myself like, like this is all of us, right? It's like, oh, it's so nice when everyone's liking my tweets or like quote tweeting me or whatever. And then you do that, like show more replies button. And it's like, Oh, oh oh never touch no, the no. show more replies
1: button <laughs> but no. i can't i
0: can't like stop my it's like i kind of want to see what they say and then it's like no it's always a bad idea
1: always i've idea. I've learned that lesson the hard way show more replies is like opening up satan's fireplace it's rough when you when you wait in there for sure i don't like it i don't do it Sayed, do you touch show more replies
2: uh it, it depends on where i am <laughs> you know it's a curiosity versus the knowing nothing good's gonna come of it so it's, you know sometimes i just i just have to click and then i just sit there with it and contemplate a reply for like 45 minutes and, and then just hit delete because like, is not worth waiting into
1: well let's get to a place where there are real consequences and it's serious business the locker room with mark and syed angela are you ready
0: Eek. I don't know. <laughs> Real consequences. I don't know. I'm as ready no, There
1: are no consequences. There's no There's consequences at no, just... all.
0: <laughs> I already told you I have a controversial tea take.
1: Well, let's start there. You're ruling on tea.
0: So I'm weird, and I really do not enjoy warm beverages. So, yeah, I know. It's, it's weird. It's weird. But uh, no coffee. I like chai. Iced chai. Okay. But, Let, which I will not call... Chai tea.
1: Oh, thank you. That thank you.
0: Is repetitive yeah. and redundant. Thank
1: yeah, you. as we covered in Med Lasso episode two, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> That's right.
0: But not gonna not gonna make that mistake.
1: There's a, there's a trend here with the oncologists and the hematologists liking chai because Shika jane was on last week and she said the same thing so i feel probably like now I'm, i feel like i'm left behind my wife enjoys chai she keeps the trader joe's variety that is heavily sugared and it's is that the really oregon
0: good. chai and it's in that like box it's I, like orangish on top and then purple
1: i'll have to circle back and you know med yeah, episode probably Sorry. it's delicious yeah. it's delicious for sure yeah, all right delicious. Angela, you're here with a level of expertise that I need to access. This is important to me. There's a term that I love. I use it on the show all the time. I tweet about it, pluripotent. And it it is, it is in your wheelhouse. Can you give us a definition of what is pluripotent mean?
0: So it's an awesome word, but I actually think there might be a better word for you to use. So pluripotent, I think the awesomeness of pluripotent, right, is like the potential there, right? So It's usually referred to stem or immature cells, but they have this ability to give rise to like any type of the cells in the adult body. But what's even better, and it sounds a little more British to me, is totipotent. Doesn't that sound kind of British? Totipotent? It
1: does sound kind of totipotent, yeah.
0: Anyway, totipotent is that plus extra embryonic cells. So it's like even more pluripotent than pluripotent amazing
1: amazing
0: and doesn't it just sound cool although i think it's like a little harder to say
1: totipotent totipotent we're gonna have to practice it i'll i'll, I'll probably like take it out for a test drive um yeah. but i appreciate you giving us that definition of pluripotent because i learned it from an expert like you you know a, a handful of years ago when i was a medical student
0: well and i feel that maybe using it totipotent people may not know what you mean <laughs> Versus pluripotent, is kind of like more well-known, I feel.
1: And I'm looking for that accessibility, if I'm being totally honest. I'm looking yeah. for that rec- brand recognition, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Syed, we talked last week about people that we need to get onto the show. You mentioned your dad. Who is somebody else you're trying to get to join the Ted Lasso and the Med Lasso community?
2: Um, I think my fellow nephrologist at work. I'm trying to get the people in my group that I see every day to join. And uh, a lot of people just don't want to get Apple TV, you know, another streaming service. I think people are just like, we got enough streaming going on. Yeah. And I'm trying to get them to understand, I, you know,
1: it's 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 tough. That's fair. Angela, how about for you? Who's someone that has not yet or has recently embraced the show because of you <laughs> making sure that they they get the job done?
0: You know, my parents, I, I got to watch the show mainly because they were visiting us for about a week. And so I just caught them up. Um, and so now they're hooked and are sad because they don't have Apple TV. And I, they're not super technologically advanced. So I'm not sure, um, like signing up for Apple TV and getting it on their rope. I, I don't know how that's all going to go without someone there. Um, so they're just waiting until they come back to visit to like catch up on the last two episodes. But they also are huge fans because I'm from Kansas city originally. And so like Jason Dacus and all that, like they grew up around me and like the barbecue shirt is like all the places we go to eat. So my dad, like as soon as we saw it, he's like, I need that shirt. So we like ordered it off Amazon right away. So there's like lots of people like that. I grew up with that. They're all like big fans because they like Jason Vegas. And then, like all the like kansas city references
1: i love finding these additional connections to the show that's totally awesome so when we it's do totally the, like, awesome. med La- yeah when we do the med Lasso casey trip you're gonna have to be our our yeah. concierge and our guide
0: well it's funny because like so my parents both grew up in wichita and like um i don't know if you guys remember but like he was the football coach at wichita state, wichita state. yeah but they actually don't even have a football team um which is like great because like his you know afc richmond also does not exist right um
1: but kind of I love it. I love it. Syed, uh, we covered this a little bit a minute ago, but I, I think it's important for us to circle back as a doctor, as we sit here right now in, I guess it's now September of 2021, whatever that means. In this time and space, as a doctor, what stands out? As a doctor, and Angela, you're com- this is coming to you as soon as he's done, because this, this is one of my favorite questions.
2: You mean in this episode or you mean the season as a whole? So the 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 the, the the universe that they're
1: creating for us.
2: Um I think what stands out to me is this feeling of teamwork and looking out for each other that Ted Lasso has created where people in an organization on multiple levels are seeing each other as human beings within that organization. And not so much as the, you know, the team owner and that, you know, they all have their roles, but they're able to play within their roles and, and still be human to each other. <laughs> I think as a physician now through three surges of this COVID thing, it's a it, scene that makes me t- like choke up <laughs> and also inspires me, you know, the, the, that to me, that's something in Ted Lasso that's, that's uh, very aspirational and, and very moving. Um, because it almost feels like it's something we had, then we lost, and then do we still have it, and can we have it again, or did it never go away? And it's just you know, that's something that that every time I watch the show, AFC Richmond is something I want to be part of, uh, just on a deeply human level.
1: I like that very, very much, Angela. How about for you? What stands out for you as a doctor who's watching the show?
0: Well, and I don't know if I should credit this to Med Lasso, but I feel like when I first started watching the show, i much more you know, it was much more lighthearted. And it was like, oh, this is this great escape from the reality of medicine right now and COVID and society. But I feel like more recently when I watched it, I am like, how is this like, you know, having similar themes to medicine or or things like that? I think probably from like the med lasso conversations. Um, And I think like a few things that stood out to me, especially from the last episode, were like the conversation between him and the psychologist where he's like, well, you get paid, so you must not care. And I feel like there's, there's some of that in medicine, right. Where people are like, Oh, well, doctors, you get paid all this money and you guys, you know, on Twitter, it's like, Oh, you're a pharma shill or you're a, you know, whatever. And I think the vast majority of us did go into medicine to help people. And that, that has been kind of lost, um, especially in this, like, we want ivermectin and not the vaccine. And you guys, you know, don't really want what is best for us. And I really liked her kind of, you know, turning that around on him and saying like, you do your job for free. Like, you know. It's not as if um, you know, coaching football pays the bills, right? So I, I feel like that was like a nice um point that that she kind of flipped around on him. And then I think there's so much of it too with him where he keeps like everything bottled up. And I feel like with medicine, there's like totally an element of that, right? Like we're not gonna talk about that we're tired. And he said, like the worst thing that another team can know about you is like that you're tired or see that you're tired, right? nobody wants to come across as tired or burnout or having a hard time, right? Like, we don't want people to see us cry or we don't want, you know, to to share those things. And I think that's been one really nice thing about Med Twitter is that you've, you know, we've all found this community of people who are going through things. I mean, Sayed does the most amazing job with these threads where like I get to them and I'm just like, well, that's everything I've ever felt in my life, put into this beautiful, <laughs> beautiful thread. And like I could never write like that. But that's like my feelings, right? It's like amazing. Right. And you read that and you feel like this connection. Um, which is incredible. Um, But I feel like it's been really, really nice to see those things.
1: I, I like that you called out that comments from Dr. Sharon Fieldstone around Ted's statements, because one of the things that for me has sort of been the most hurtful has been the way people are so easily ready to dismiss physician and nurses and healthcare professionals desire to care. And all of the roles that that takes and that it's ascribed to something that's in the vast majority of situations, not the case and that it's, it's not, it doesn't make me angry. It makes me really sad. And the way she handled it was, I thought, brilliantly done. And getting back to what we were talking about, I text, I tweeted that to the actor, Sarah Niles, who replied. And that's just so cool that you reply. Like, thank you. That's really great. But I said, like, you handled that really well. That was a great scene. Thank you very much. And she replied, thank you. And like, you know, red and blue heart emojis. And it was like, that's just the coolest thing ever. But no, I think that those are are the critical things. And I think we keep peeling back the onion. For me, it's a little bit of a hard one. Um, It's just a reminder to never underestimate the ability of our colleagues to hide their discomfort. And we are so good at it. We are conditioned to be good at it. We are conditioned to not show it. We should never, ever underestimate the ability of the people with whom we work to hide how sad, how much they're struggling, how uncomfortable they are. And watching the show is a really good reminder of man, no one is immune to what's happening around them. And some people are just really good at locking it up. And that's our job, our responsibility as members of this community is to try to unlock it in ways that are you know safe, reasonable, replicable, sustainable, all of those things. But man, just to never underestimate people's ability to hide when they're hurting, for sure. And that's a total bummer thing to say. That's not my usual thing, but that's what came out of this episode is that these people are hurting and they're doing a really good job hiding it from each other.
0: Absolutely.
1: That was a heavy (laughs) one. And now I'm like, I bummed myself out. So we've got to just acknowledge that we can still feel that way and not have to immediately fix it, but we can also still move on. Syed, for you coming out of this episode that we're all saying is heavy, what do you want to see happen to lighten the load? (laughs)
2: I What do I want to see happen to lighten the load? I think some more football will be nice. And I think seeing Jamie become this weird kind of sweetly wise character, you know, who cares about his teammates, and giving them room to shine. You know, I'd like to watch more of, of Jamie and the pitch and Roy. And Roy's just, I think Roy lightens the load, even when it's a heavy <laughs> sequence, just his his mannerisms and everything. And I think for the record, him yelling whistle um, was the funniest part of the episode for
1: I was dying
2: <laughs> when he did that. Oh, it was my favorite. That was,
1: awesome. That was totally awesome. Was Angela, amazing. the what we're finding to be a really great tradition here is when I ask for a prediction for what's to come, the guest absolutely just bangs at home like Jamie Tart taking that direct kick from, from distance. So I'm putting it to you right now. What is your prediction for what's coming up?
0: Okay, but you know what? When I've listened to the other Mad Lasso ones and you get to the prediction part, I always think of that um episode where they like ask Roy and it's the one where he's like realizing he needs to be a coach instead of the commenter or whatever. And he's like, Our prediction, like we make these predictions, and then at halftime we talk about how <laughs> mad we are that our predictions weren't correct. Anyway, um, I don't know. I think it's gonna get a lot darker before it gets happier. I do. I think that I think Nate there's badness there. I think, you know, Ted has so much inner turmoil. I think that like his backstory is not good. So I am hoping that they're going to intersperse more happiness, but I do think it's, you know, I think they have it all planned out. So I think it's all going to come around. And I think, you know, they've already shown that where there's things where like, you look back and you're like, Oh, in that episode, they were kind of like, foreshadowing that this is going to happen or, you know, setting this up really nicely. So I think it'll, it'll all be good in the end, but it's really tough, especially because we can't binge right now.
1: I totally agree. That's an awesome prediction. I'm not putting one out there because I totally agree with you. I I am concerned that the darkness is going to continue all the way through the season finale. I I think we're going to go full Empire Strikes Back and it's not going to end well. And they're going to leave us waiting for Return of the Jedi. And it's going to take a minute and it's going to be painful, Syed.
2: Dude, I was going to make the Star Wars connection and and you beat me (laughs) to the punch. You know, I think that, you know, obviously I'm a huge star. Well, I don't know how obvious it is in Twitter, but I'm a huge Star Wars fan. And one of the themes in Star Wars, you know, when little boy Anakin, sorry, if you're not a Star Wars fan, this may be a little weird. But as he's as he's gaining power and he can either go to the good side, the Jedi, or he can go to the dark side. One of the key moments in his life is that duel of the fates battle that happens where he loses the mentor who saw the good in him and was sort of guiding him in that path in a weird way with Nate. Um, he hasn't had a sit down conversation with Ted one-on-one for a while. And in Nate's big moment where he called park the bus, Ted wasn't there. He he was off the field. Right. And in a weird way in the, these key moments that are happening for Nate, where he's gaining power and he's starting to realize his abilities, that mentor that that takes you to the that side isn't there, and 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 who's there instead is Nate's insecurities and his the, his father, who's his other mentor, who hasn't really, you know, and so you you have all the elements for a path down the dark side, and so my prediction um, is is the same as as Angela's. I, I think this is going to get a lot darker. And the real big question for me is whether or not Nate stays with the FC Richmond, because that that the comment that he lingered on on the Twitter was he should have his own team.
1: And so, uh, you know, yeah, he'll then have to face the mentor in season three. Can you imagine that?
0: Oh, I'm I'm in complete agreement. I'm I couldn't agree more with that whole that whole theory. Um, But I do think that you guys didn't even tell me what kind of cake you like
1: before we get to the before we get to the cake that we like I'm just going to say there there is not there's there's a lot of of ted lasso fan appreciation podcasts out there there is not one better than this like what what you guys are putting out there and what the guests have been putting out there for these last like there is not one better than this one this is next level and it is so fun to do this with all of you it is the best that being said cake I mean, I'm you know, you put cake in front of me, I'm gonna eat it. Uh, I'm I'm not that picky. I don't I don't like things that have nuts in them. Mm. Uh, I like, and I'm very very particular about my ratios. I want even frosting to filling to cake <laughs> ratios. So each bite, uh, yeah. My wife Jessica is gonna come on on Med Lasso soon, and she's gonna will will she'll tell you it's it's a bit much. <laughs> you definitely need now. the
0: the inner. Icing, right? Like I, I, don't like the mandatory. like oh, here's a huge piece of cake, yeah. and then like yeah, that doesn't work. And
1: I don't like the corner where the cake comes together at the top. Like, don't load that. Don't do that. Where it's <laughs> like two inches. Yeah. You think you're helping, but you're not. You're putting not too helping. much bourbon in the old fashioned. Don't. Balance. <laughs> Balance is the key.
2: This is some nephro- <laughs> nephrology level OCD stuff coming through here. I, I love it. it well, ratio. you know who my it's dad all
0: about is. The ratio.
1: <laughs> That's right. And Sayed, Angela, you know who my dad is. He was a nephrologist for five billion years. And he's still a nephrologist at heart. So that's me. I mean, uh, what am I supposed to say? So, yeah, cake, like I'll eat it. You know, we should probably have cake for the next episode. Syed, what's your cake situation?
2: Uh, I am I like you. I'll eat it. Uh, you put cake in front of me. It's going to be gone pretty quick. I like cheesecake. I don't know if that counts as cake. Uh, is that a pie it or is that cheese? Is no. It, yeah. So
1: I'm a cheesecake guy. Cheesecake. You know, I, Bridges the divide. I would say cheesecake <laughs> is the one that brings us all together. Yeah, through its through its Grammy goodness, through its cakey, creamy goodness. Oh, the
0: Grammy! Oh, delicious. <laughs> I mean, a graham cracker crust like how Who can go no? wrong with that? I yeah, know. exactly. Yeah.
1: That Especially delicious. in medicine, where we're all used to eating graham crackers at weird hours. Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly.
0: Totally. Gravitate I would like. You can the find the stuff to make a graham cracker crust in the hospital. Probably,
1: I'm not doing that. i'm not doing it
0: it might need to be be the med twitter challenge
1: (laughs) i love it angela next time you're on the inpatient consult service you're going to let us know how the inpatient cheesecake construction i'm gonna i'm gonna take
0: pictures i'm gonna tweet that
1: when 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 are you next on the inpatient service
0: uh i think maybe october
1: you're gonna make us wait all right fine but we'll wait. We'll be ready. Yeah. It'll be well, good. I might,
0: you know, I might just pop on over because my clinic's right attached. So I, I might pop on over and, and surprise you.
1: We'll, we'll, we'll be on Twitter waiting, I'm sure. It won't take us long till we see it.
0: I'll tag you. Uh, don't worry. Hashtag, That's right. That's right. hashtag cake flex. <laughs> totally. That's right.
1: Speaking That's right. of things to tag, Angela, give us something to plug. Where do people find you on Twitter? How do they follow the work that you're doing? And what are some of the great projects you're involved in?
0: well. Everyone needs to be get excited. Save your money. December is going to be healthcare workers versus hunger 2.0. Last year, we raised over $360,000. So it's got to be more this year. So bring your checkbook. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have a right, website. On, it's, it's like new and improved. Me, me. And
1: where do people find you on Twitter where they can follow the, the cake flex hashtag?
0: At A C W E Y A N D. Schematologist. Love
1: it. Shematologist. That's right. Syed, how do we find you? at the real Dr. T on Twitter, on Twitter. We'll on Twitter, Yeah. I'm, I'm staying
2: it. on one social media. <laughs>
1: That's, I'm with you on that. Angela, this was awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. This was just a total blast and a delight to have you here. Thank you for coming into the locker room with us. You did an amazing job and uh, we, we just can't wait to continue to talk with you on the med lasso hashtag.
0: Thank you so much. It was so much fun. No, no
1: consequences. consequences. No consequences. All is well. <laughs> But you do have to create a, a graham cracker cheesecake on the inpatient service. Oh, that's oh, that's, that's, the, that's definitely happening.
2: Angela, thanks so much for the kind things you said about my writing, by the way. I'm I'm officially going to retire now. All right, that's all I need to hear.
0: No, you're, you're like bring so much joy to us all. You don't <laughs> so, ever retire from that. You can retire from your real job, but not, not.
1: <laughs> Thank like you. It. I like it. Pluripotent to the end. Sayed.
0: Totipotent. Totipotent. Totipotent.
1: Syed can be totipotent. I love it. This was awesome, Syed. We did it, buddy. We'll be back next week. Angela, Syed, thank you both. This was awesome.
0: Thanks
1: so much. Thank you. My thanks once again to Syed and Angela for joining me on this episode of Med Lasso from Explore the Space Podcast. This was an absolute blast. Thanks also to Lori Bedke and Creighton University for sponsoring this episode of Explore the Space Podcast. Learn more about Creighton's Executive MBA and Executive Fellowship programs at www.creighton.edu backslash C-H-E-E. My thanks to you as well for listening. There's a lot of podcasts out there. I really do think that this Med Lasso creation that we've got is special and wonderful, and I'm delighted that you're here. Please help keep the conversation going on Twitter. Hashtag Med Lasso is where we are, and it's a great place to come and share ideas and comments and thoughts and just be a part of this amazing discussion about the show that we're all enjoying so much and it's great to have something we can enjoy together for sure you can email me anytime mark at explore the you can find me on twitter at ets show and please do find the whole archive of explore the space podcast at www.explorethespaceshow.com if you have a chance to leave us a five-star rating and a review wherever you like to download your shows that really does help us out as well we will be back soon with more great content until then please do continue to take care of yourselves we will see you soon Bye bye